What is up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Coast to Coast NBA podcast on the Lounge Room Network. My name is Ian Kennedy. I'm here with my co-host, Mason. What's up, guys? I'm excited to bring you guys this first episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. We're both excited to be part of this great network as well. Uh, we're going to start off talking about the uh, NBA draft that happened this past weekend, and we will move into all the trades and all the insanity that's gone down in between. But we want to start off, I think it's only right that we start off. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks on winning the NBA Finals. Giannis finally got it done. I've always been a Giannis fan, even though my team is the Pacers personally, but Giannis has always been fun to watch. Yeah, Giannis has been, you know, up and coming, you know, since 2013, and he's been an MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, 50-point machine. He definitely deserves that championship. The city of Milwaukee deserves that championship, and so do the fans. It was just, you know, a perfect combination. Like, you could have wrote a book about it. Absolutely. Such a humble guy as well. Uh, getting to the draft, uh, not a shock at all. Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State went number one overall to Detroit. It was almost a given at that point. Uh, just to quickly fast forward, but later on in the draft as well, Detroit is going to be looking scary next year. They were able to get both Cunningham and Luca Garza out of Iowa. So they've got depth right away and major, major talent. I don't know if they're going to be scary, but they're definitely going to be majorly improved. Absolutely. They'll, they'll need a, another piece or two to contend, but they're on the right road in getting Kate Cunningham and Luca Garza. A pick that I um, personally like a lot is I like the Rockets getting Josh Christopher at 2024. He's an insane athlete, great ball handler, and he's a go-getter. I watched him playing in high school, and he's been a top recruit. I think he's going to do good. Absolutely, and I love the uh, Pacers pick. Uh, I really hope I don't mess this name up. Chris Durati. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's pronounced Duarte. Duarte, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, this guy is really good. I think, I don't know if he'll start right away, but he's definitely going to be key off the bench. I mean, this guy at Oregon improved his field goal percentage to 62%. And I know that's just college, but if he can keep that up in the NBA, he's going to have a really long and successful career. And just speaking of the Pacers, they got at least three players in this year's draft, if I remember correctly. Two in the first round and one in the second round, adding depth to their already amazing lineup. And with Brogdon coming back and Levert coming back healthy, I really think the Pacers are going to make a, a push to contend. Don't know if their final's ready. I think they're at least a superstar away. But 
Pacers are definitely on the road to improving and maybe giving the Bucks a run for their money. Well, and going off that point, uh, technically the Pacers are only getting two players in the draft, and then they also signed Dwayne Washington Jr. on a two-way after the draft. Um, that second pick in the first round is what is going to, I believe, Washington. No, it's via Washington. It's coming via Washington. via Washington. Because the Wizards and the Lakers made the trade for that for uh, Westbrook, and the Lakers gave up Kuzma, KCP, Harold, and the first round pick. And that first round pick uh, that the Wizards gave, they traded it to the to the Pacers for I don't know what, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it was the thirty first that we had gotten oh, from the, Milwaukee. It we we gave them the thirty. Was the thirty first and Aaron Holiday, or is that? Yeah. Milwaukee? So the thirty first is what Isaiah Jackson ended up being, I believe. No, Isaiah and, Jackson is the twenty second overall pick. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, that's right. We sent the 31st and Aaron Holiday to the Wizards, and we received Isaiah Jackson, who was selected 22nd, and we gave them uh, Holiday and the 31st. Yeah. And we ended up giving up both of our second-round picks to Milwaukee to acquire that 31st pick. So, overall, the Pacers only got Duarte, Jackson, and then signed Washington in uh, post-draft. Another uh, signee that I would like to talk about, and it's not an official signee, but at least it's a training camp invite. You know, he's one of my favorite players. I don't know if anybody else knows him, but Mac McClung, he went to uh, Georgetown, was recruited by Patrick Ewing, and then transferred to Texas Tech for his last year I believe and I really like him he's a super athletic point guard with a silky jump shot he's just you know super small so he's at a disadvantage I don't know if he makes the Lakers summer league roster but I really hope he he does good yeah I'm not sure if he makes their roster but that's definitely a guy um, that I would not have minded the Pacers to go out and sign undrafted uh the talent's obviously there i mean if patrick ewing's looking at you someone who's been in the game as long as he has you've definitely got something that's worth looking at and another uh top prospect you know top high school recruit that maybe everybody knows is bj boston you know he's a top high school recruit and then he goes to kentucky and he doesn't necessarily live up to his hype and so he ends up falling all the way into the second round. And I'm not saying to sleep on him, but the Clippers, I think they got a steal with him. I think he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and really have something to prove, especially with, you know, all the hype that he already had. I'm pretty sure it, it gets him fired up. Exactly. Now, to the biggest – uh stories of today breaking not even we're recording on a sunday not even two hours ago and that is Kawhi and 
Chris Paul are officially hitting the free agent market, although they are still expected to be um, negotiating with the Clippers and Suns individually. Uh, personally, I I want to say I don't see them going anywhere else, especially Chris Paul. I, I definitely see him running it back with Phoenix. Quite that's is still a little up in the air, in my opinion. Uh, uh, for myself, I actually believe the contrary of what you believe. I believe I'm probably the minority on it, but I think Kawhi would rather stay in LA than go elsewhere, especially just because you know he really like harbored in. I want to be close to home. I want to be with my family. Like, that's important to him. Even though he was out in the playoffs with the knee injury, the first thing he was doing was sitting with his family. He loves his family. And so just because of how important family is to him, I don't think he he hops and he goes to another team or quote-unquote super team to try to win a championship. I think he, he puts his foot down and he tries to, to bring one home for the Clippers completely healthy yeah and even though I see that as up in the air um, I do see like if I was in Vegas and had to put odds on it I would have the more favorable odds being him returning to the Clippers um, I think it goes both ways for him and Chris Paul they're both more likely favored to return to their teams but like you said um Kawhi would probably be the one more likely to leave, even though I think Chris Paul would much rather stay in, in Phoenix. I don't think he should leave. Unless, yeah, I, th- I think he's been having a lot of fun playing alongside Booker. I mean, if 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 the Lakers just didn't get Westbrook, I would say go to the Lakers. But, you know, that's already X'd out. So. Right. And I know – I know what I'm about to say next is going to get me laughed at, but I don't care. If Kawhi somehow wants out of L.A., I'm just asking one thing as a Pacers fan, Pritchard, please, at least make an attempt. We originally drafted him and traded him for George Hill. I'd be willing to forgive all that if you were able to bring him back to Indy. I know it's doubtful. I know Indy would probably be at the bottom of the list, but – I'd love it if he if he came our way. It's it's so so unlikely of happening that it makes me laugh. I know. And the thing about just the Pacers in general is that you know we get made fun of for being a small market, but if we actually you know the last time we had a star on the team, I'd say like outside of you know recently everybody calls Victor Oladipo a star, but you know Paul George and then before Paul George. Reggie Miller, everybody loved them, dude. Everybody loved them. They didn't really have haters. The the loyalty, the support that that the Pacer fan base shows for their stars is 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 um it's, it's not comparable to to other small markets in my opinion. Besides Milwaukee, Milwaukee's insane, but I, I think Pacers fans and Pacer organization in general doesn't get enough good rep just because. We're in Indiana, and we're Naptown, you know. 
Absolutely. Maybe that's just me getting my hopes up, seeing small markets on the rise, seeing both Milwaukee and Phoenix in the finals. That's something five, ten years ago, you would have never predicted those two teams to be the teams facing off in the NBA finals. Uh, like Indiana, those two would be viewed as teams that, oh, no, no big star is going to want to come play there. But I think just think it just has to it, – it just comes down to who's on the team and the team chemistry. If a player really falls in love with the city and wants to be there like Giannis in Milwaukee, I mean, he, he promised them this. He promised them an NBA title, and he delivered it to them. Yeah, not, not many players can say they, they did that. Not many. I'm not saying Giannis is one to brag, but not many players can be like, "Yeah, I'm the Finals MVP. Yeah, I I did this for the city." Like, I wouldn't call that a bragging point, but like, that's a that that accomplishment is better than than anything ever in the NBA. Like, I know if I was an NBA player, I would take an NBA championship over all-star appearances like over any of that oh absolutely i don't i don't care i'd rather i'd rather be a zero all-star with with one ring than 15 all-star appearances you know 10 rebounding championships like i i'd rather be a, a team player than one one that's so focused on the individual uh accolades but continuing about having a pacers pipe dream I would love for Lonzo Ball to somehow come to Indiana. But as it's been alluded to over the last couple of days, Lonzo's getting a lot of interest from Chicago. And I wouldn't mind him in Chicago. He'd be really nice with Zach Levine and Nikola Vujovic. That'd be a that'd be a little solid big three. I don't know where they rank among the big threes, but I think that's a pretty nice big three. Where I want Lonzo to actually go, if it's not the Pacers, I want him to find his way to the Hornets. Because then LeVar's prophecy will be true and all three will be on the same team as long as Leangelo makes the roster. Yeah, and it's looking like the Hornets are at least going to give him a tryout. I really like um, him going to Chicago, especially there's also word of Chicago possibly bringing back Derrick Rose and to have Derrick Rose and Lonzo Ball on the exact same team. I mean, we've, ne we've never seen those two play before, but just their play style, I think it would complement each other so well and it would be a lot of fun to watch. It, it would definitely be popular and I think the Bulls would be amazing with that one-two duo. Not only if they were playing together on the court, but just the switch off. Like Lonzo starting, D Rose a sixth man. Like you have great depth. And then I don't know who their third string is, but I know their third string point guard isn't bad. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, Kobe White. He's, Kobe White. He's he's, he's been pretty solid already Kobe too. White. So that's a wow. that's a. I'm sorry for forgetting Kobe White. Kobe <laughs> White, Lonzo Ball, and Derrick Rose. Dude, your depth at point guard 
is insane. Like that's top five depth right there. Absolutely. Like you're, you're going to be able to, to, um, you know, save energy, be able to, to mix your looks up a lot. And you can even, if you really wanted to, you can play them all at the same time. Absolutely. I think, uh, Levine has the capability of moving to power forward. So potentially Chicago could have a starting five of Derek Rose, Lonzo Ball, Kobe White, Levine, and Vucevic. Well, if anything, I would put Lonzo like at the small forward and put White at shooting guard because I think Lonzo's the tallest of the three point guards if he goes to Chicago. Yeah, that would make sense now. And then, like you said, Levine would move up to power forward and Vujovic would be center. It would be a super small lineup, but that lineup skill set-wise, athleticism, shooting, like you can't ask for much better than that, you know? Yeah, and I know looking at it on paper, not a lot of people would probably give them credit, but that would definitely be an underrated team that um, I know a lot of teams would not take seriously and probably yeah. end up getting their butts kicked. Don't forget about Lori Marketing either. Yeah. Hey, not a not a Chicago Bulls podcast, but <laughs> we like the Bulls. Go Bulls. Yeah, I mean, just this is a NBA as a whole podcast and I, I I just know personally there's some combinations of players that I would just love to see that I know would be entertaining such as Lonzo and Derrick Rose on the same team. Uh keeping with Eastern Conference it's looking as though the Heat are trying to free up money to go after Kyle Lowry. Um, it's seeming that they may u- utilize Goran Dragic in a side-and-trade to uh, grab Lowry after he just picked up his team option with Toronto. Yeah. Lord, uh, Lowry to the Heat would be an upgrade honestly, but I still don't think he would be the missing piece to the Heat potentially returning to the NBA Finals. No. And what? Now that the Lakers have Westbrook, it's just the Pelicans and the Heat are the two teams going for Lowry outside of the Raptors? I believe so. That's all. I, those are the two I've seen. It's so, just Pelicans and Heat. Where Lowry goes depends on where Lonzo goes. And so it's a domino effect. Uh, Lonzo has to drop for, for Lowry to go to the Pelicans. If Lonzo returns to the Pelicans, then Lowry goes to the Heat and Drogic goes bye-bye. So, um, yeah, that's how it's going to turn out. I really hope Lonzo, as much as I like seeing him play with Zion, he needs to go to a team where he can control the ball or at least have more control of it to where he can be a a better facilitator, better playmaker, or even be asked to shoot more since he's been, I know he's been increasing his shot this year, especially three pointers, because he's gotten a lot better, but he needs to, he needs to have the ball in his hand. That's just the way Lonzo plays. So I, I hope that he either goes to the Bulls or he goes to the Hornets, because I'm telling you, I know people are gonna laugh at me, but you don't, want all three of the ball brothers on the same team not only are they going to fill out the whole stands but they know how to play together they play together their whole lives like people are going to definitely underestimate the power of them three on the court and then you add gordon hayward and pj washington 
you can't like that's another Eastern team. If that happens, the Hornets are contenders right there. Absolutely, and like I, I don't want to talk crap on the guy. He's he's produced very talented sons that have gone to the NBA. But if all three Ball brothers ended up on the same team, we would not hear the end of it from Lavar. It's not L.A. like he predicted, but he would still be right in some sense. And I would love that because I, I love I love that he's so so boisterous not only about himself but about what he did about what he prophesied because he's been he's been telling people this for years like my sons are going to do this my sons are going to do that and what are they doing they're doing exactly what he said they were going to do and so it's like it's just mind-boggling that this is like an example of him speaking it into existence he's definitely entertaining that's for sure yeah We have an ad read here for the Lounge Room Network. One Call Technology is a managed telecom service provider with 100 years of combined experience. Their core values include telecom innovation, unparalleled customer service, creativity, and vision. Those are some of the centerpieces of their management style. We are a family business for 29 years and we hope and invite you to come join the hundreds of clients that have had the privilege to serve and experience the difference that is made at One Call Technology. One Call Technology has a senior staff of 100 years of experience and is virtually available to help you with every aspect of business communications. Head on over to One Call Technology's website at www.onecalltech com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them Coast to Coast NBA podcast sent you. All right. Uh, to finish up this podcast, I want to dive more into the draft day trade that sent Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. But before I do that, uh, it came out that the Lakers were actually close to getting Buddy Heald from the Kings before they went and pursued, pursued Russell Westbrook. Uh, they were prepared to send Kuzma and Harrell to the Kings for Heald, but they then shifted to Westbrook and added Caldwell Pope and their first-round pick to the mix. I... I don't know about you, but part of me feels like Buddy Heald may help the Lakers just a little bit more than Russell Westbrook will. Yeah, um, you're I, I, I don't want to talk crap, but I know like all the egos in play, I don't know some. I feel like someone's going to get sick of playing with the other. I don't know who it's going to be, but Russell Westbrook is talented. I honestly wouldn't mind him on any team I root for, but just the combination of him and LeBron and Anthony Davis, I don't know how well they're going to be able to play together. Don't forget to mention 
the possibility of Dwight Howard coming back to Lakers. He's expressed interest, okay? And then you have DeMar DeRozan saying, hey, I'll take a fat pay cut and I'll come to Lakers. And then you have Carmelo saying he wants to come to the Lakers. If any of those happen, do you know how many alpha personalities are going to be on the Lakers? You're going to have so many. So I know LeBron and Melo are best friends. That's fine. They're going to be fine. But like AD, DeRozan, with with, uh, with Westbrook, like I know some, they, they all have Olympic experience and, you know, they played well together in the Olympics because I, I don't know if they're, you know, forced to play a certain way in the Olympics, but they don't play hero ball. And that's what you do in the NBA. You play hero ball and that's perfect for Westbrook. And he's going to fit in with the Lakers and he's going to make Anthony Davis and LeBron James shine. You're not going to see Westbrook drop 30 points because he don't need to. He's going to get like 10 points, but he's going to have a, like 20 assists a lot of the times because he's going to be like, oh, I can't shoot it. Well, here, Anthony. Here, LeBron. You're open. Oh, I have DeMar DeRozan on my team. Here, DeMar. Russ doesn't have to score. So even though he's a alpha personality and he's super exuberant and, you know, he chases those triple doubles, he's going to have to be the one to become selfless because none of those other guys on the team will. And I think he could do it. Yeah, I, I definitely see he will be a benefit to the Lakers more than what Kuzma or KCP would have been. I'm, I'm almost willing to say he has elite ball handling. Like he can dish out assists like none other, not just because he's chasing triple doubles, just because he's damn good at it. Yeah. Uh, but I just think part of it's the age factor and Buddy Heald seemingly coming into his prime. He was definitely nowhere near the player he is today when he entered the league. And I like, I love seeing the, the growth that he's had throughout his NBA career. Uh, so I, I just think he would have been a better, he would have had more of an impact. Yeah. Than Russ will. For him, I would say I would say yes to that. But if Heald were to go to the Lakers, that'd mean um, DeRozan wouldn't go, and they'd have to get a different point guard. And so if they got Buddy Heald, then they'd probably have to sign Kyle Lowry. So you probably have Kyle Lowry and Buddy Heald compared to Russell Westbrook, and then potentially DeMar DeRozan, Carmelo, or maybe Carmelo would still go if. Buddy Hill and Lowry are still there. But basically, it's Westbrook and DeRozan or Lowry and Buddy Hill, in my opinion, because if they didn't get Westbrook, they'd get Lowry. If they didn't get Hill, they're going to get DeRozan if he, because especially DeRozan's from LA, he's from Compton. Like, that's a done deal. Like, he'll, he'll take the veterans minimum just to play for a championship, bro. He's already rich enough. He's got endorsement deals. He's got everything. Just give him one mil. He'll hop on the Lakers. I love you, LeBron. I'll play with you. Done. Easy. Yeah, I I just love watching Buddy Heald play. He's definitely exciting to watch. Shoots at a very high percentage. Yeah, no, he's a really good three-point shooter. Definitely. He's a really good scorer. I definitely think if he were on the Lakers, it would benefit his scoring more because so much attention would be brought on to LeBron and AD. 
but he's doing well in the Kings, and he's only going to get better just because it's De'Aaron Fox and him. Yeah, and I don't know who it was that reached out to who, but it if it any in any way it looks like the Kings are shopping Buddy Heald, that's definitely going to make for an interesting offseason. I don't know. Give him, give him TJ Warren. <laughs> Holiday. I would was, definitely not be upset at that. He was uh, questions and trade rumors for the Pacers, so I don't know if he's on the chopping block, but you know, every team is still looking to improve. There's a lot of time left in the offseason. Don't be surprised if you see any more blockbuster trades or surprise free agency signings that you weren't told of by sources on Twitter. Just because a lot of stuff gets leaked doesn't mean that all of it's gotten leaked. Remember that. Except for maybe the draft picks like five minutes before they're announced. Okay, because <laughs> Wolf is that good, all right? And Shams. Loge and Shams. Can't forget Shams. Oh, yeah. But, guys, Ian and I would like to thank you for listening to our introduction episode of the Coast to Coast NBA podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you in the next two weeks. Absolutely. And make sure on Twitter you follow us at Coast, the number two Coast NBA. We'll have a link in the bio where you can send in any questions you want asked. Uh, this offseason, like I said in the promo posted earlier, we'll probably – an episode will be up every other week since it's just the offseason, and then it will then be cranked up to every week. Uh, but, yeah, we look forward to just talking basketball with you guys and connecting uh, – we would love to answer any questions you guys have. Uh, Mason and I just love talking basketball and just sports in general. We can make a question segment out of this, guys. Leave us your NBA questions, and we'll do a segment every episode. Okay? Follow us on Twitter. Send us a question. Quick, Click on the link tree in the bio. Thank you for your support, and we'll see you in two weeks.